Coming up, the Ben Simmons injury update is revealed, and unfortunately, it is not all that surprising. We provide you with the details and take a big-level perspective on what the Brooklyn Nets should be doing in the short and long term. We dive in coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, yes, my friends, it is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. He's Doug Norrie. I'm Adam Marmbrecht. We thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. We are 100% free on all those great platforms. And let you know today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. And, Doug, I don't think $20 off is going to be enough to make the Nets feel like it was a good purchase on the Ben Simmons trade. We're going to get in on the injury update, which is unfortunate, but but really it's a it's a long conversation that's been going on since basically the day he came in the door. Yeah, so I, we had a sort of an inkling of this when Jacques Vaughn was asked prior to the Charlotte game uh, what the status of Ben Simmons was. That was on Thursday, and he, he had said, said no. yeah, he's well, he said that he would give an update Saturday. So right when. Right when the update is like going to get a few days later, you can start to read the tea leaves a little bit and say it's not going to be an amazing update because yep. you can always couch it with a positive, positive thing. Uh, he didn't choose to do that in the moment. And then on Saturday, prior to the game against Orlando, uh, Nets PR actually released a statement that said, and I'll just read it. I'll read this verbatim so there's no confusion. It says, um, as part of his planned rehab, Ben Simmons received an epidural injection to aid in the overall recovery in his lower back and continues to improve. Simmons will continue with treatment and strengthening exercises while gradually increasing basketball activity. His status will next be updated in approximately two weeks. I want to say one thing about this because sometimes this confuses people. The two weeks thing. That is not a return to play in two weeks. Nope. That is, you will get another status update in two weeks, right? This is where we've been seeing along this timeline uh, with him, right? The status update is much different than, oh, we'll see you back. Where Cam, Cam Thomas was like 10 days, will be back, and he basically came back exactly on the timeline that they had that that, that they had said. With, with Simmons, who's been out since November 6th, um, they continue to say, you know, they'll get another status update. My gut at the time was this is not going to be – coming back anytime soon and nothing has changed from that. If, if not, like we have to, you know, push the timeline out even longer. It's a brutal update. Feel terrible for Simmons. Of course. Um, but at this point it's hard to project him coming back to the court anytime soon. And even if he does return to the court being any type of player that continues to just this point, unfortunately deal with back issues that do not seem like they're going away. Yeah. I'll reiterate as we've done time and time again around this topic. Want Ben Simmons to be healthy, want him to be on the court, want him to be playing yeah. basketball. Right? It has nothing to do with the individual or his personality or any of those types of things, right? But ultimately, this is just where we're at. And when the injury initially happened, we said, what is it going to look like? I, at that time, I said, hey, come see me after Christmas, let alone if you gave an update that said, we'll see you in two more weeks with an update and getting an epidural as well. That means that there's a pain management issue here, something that is not going away for him. And I, I don't know how anyone could can compartmentalize this thing and say, well, he had the back injury and then he was fine. He's okay to start the season. So these are unrelated. Of course it's related. It's only related. It's all related. And it makes it feel like this is something that's going to follow him along now, maybe in perpetuity. I, I don't know, barring an extended absence from the game, which he is getting at this point. 
in that regard, let's just drill down on this here first and foremost before we talk about short and long-term options here for the Nets when it comes to Simmons, if there are any. Do you feel like, what do you feel like the re- the timeline is now for Ben Simmons? Is it no return this season? Is it now backing it out an extra month? Or is this just mostly just a frustration point? Because I I wouldn't want to put now, well, I said after, after Christmas, we'll now see me after January. I don't know what this indicates short of saying, you can no longer look at him as a viable contributor to this team, and you can no longer think, oh, when he gets healthy. That sentence, I think, yeah, has to no. be taken out of our vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think you have to start there. I think you cannot. I think at this point, it, feel, it should feel like found money for him to come back and play at like a, at a high level. I, I don't think that that should be the expectation. I don't know how it could be. I was always concerned. We were always concerned with this. Took a ton of flack, by the way, from certain folks yeah. out there for even just suggesting the idea to like pump the brakes on how excited we are here. The guys come back from major back surgery. Yes. There's like, this is around the timeline that a guy's supposed to be getting better. Back surgery is just back surgery. And that can cascade and have other issues and re and come back. And there's some cases where it's been fine. And then there's some cases where it just doesn't get better. And, and so like, you know, you hate to be, I never want to be right about this. Obviously like, I don't even say we were right. I'm just saying that like the, it was more about the, let's just all, can we watch it go for like three straight months where there's no problem before we start to feel really bullish about this? Because I just don't know how you can, you can go about it any other way. And this was just, and this is to some degree turning in the worst case scenario where it's like, we've had a flare up. The pain is obviously bad enough to get an epidural, which is like a serious shot. And there's no real timeline for return. Mm -hmm. It's directly related to the thing that he already had surgery on and he missed massive amounts of basketball time for, and it just, it's just, it just stinks. Like there's just no other way around it, but the part where, and I, and I think that this is even, even the most ardent Ben Simmons supporters or people that really wanted it to like be right about like, you know, that there was nothing to worry about. Yeah. Even that group, I think at this point can't like, how can you, uh, what, how can you look at this positively? It's just, it's a brutal set of circumstances. And if you're the nets, you're probably now starting to think, I don't, I don't even actually, we'll talk about this later. I like, I don't even know what your outs are. Like you're, you're just in a really terrible spot here in terms of like sort of where he is and probably where he is recurring. If you had to put, I mean, maybe I could have saved this for the end, but I'll just ask right now at the time he got injured mm-hmm. the first one, like, you know, so a few weeks ago, November 6th, when they okay. gave the first timeline, um, I think I, oh, shoot, I should have had this dialed up here. I put out something like what the over under for him to play was 25 games this season, right? Which I thought was like a you know, shockingly low number. Maybe it was 35. I mean, well, I, I think you played it. I remember this. You played this safe at like that 40 mark. Cause it would have been half the season already having okay. put in some equity to start the year. Right. You yeah, were playing yeah, okay. and that was you playing it kind of friendly because he had already put in some games. Right. Okay. So my bad for just you, you knowing better than, than me, what I put out there, but nobody the, knows uh, you better than me. Okay, so let's say it was 40 games. Yeah. And I think at the time I took the under and felt probably okay with it because yes. I mean but now I mean we have to think that that number is do you think that number that, that does that number look wildly high now? Like and we'll talk 100%. about this in the short term. Yeah, go ahead. And I'll give I'll give you even more credit because you set the 40 game mark as being trying to be reasonable based on how much was left in this season, but you even said at the time but this is not me what I think it should be set at. I would set it lower or I would be very bullish about taking the under. That is, of course, 
only sweetened. If you had put that bet in, you're probably you're counting your money already and you're spending yeah, a it terrible bet, by the way. I hate like I hate framing it like this. I, I want to be really clear about this. I like injuries I, are the very worst part of sports. I, like, yes. but it's not even close. It, you know, wins or losses are I, to me really pale in comparison. Injuries are the worst because they are not only do they sometimes not give you a good representation of like what you think your team could be or what you're t- like, but it, it just it's just unrealized unrealized experience right it's like it takes away this thing that will always have you wondering as a fan uh, by the way it's obviously the worst for the player right the, the player being injured and just you know losing time and money and all this stuff is, is clearly clearly terrible but on a fan thing it's like it's always will be this totally brutal beat where you are always going to wonder what could have been and you know you never got like the best look at it at what the the team should have been and this has been sort of a story with the nets with a lot of different players now at this point um so i the, I, I, being right about this or like, you know, celebrating that, like, you know, you were right. This is terrible. It sucks. I, there's no other way around it, but I just, I'm just reiterating from the point of, I just don't know how you can treat it any other way. Like it's just been all of the signs have been there going back many, many months that this was like maybe where it was always headed. And even when you, when you, when you deposited that question, it was only to illustrate how rocky Ben Simmons career has been over the last few years, how the injuries have plagued him and made him a hard player to count on, not root for, but a hard player to count on coming up here in a second at the back end of this episode, we're going to talk about aggressive outs, but coming up here next, not only some key stats about the games and percentages that Ben Simmons has been available, but what does this team look like in the short term? And has our opinion changed about what this team can accomplish this year from when it started to now and some of the new players that have stepped up into prominent roles? We'll get into that in just one second. Before we get to that, tell you about our good friends over at FanDuel. Been talking about FanDuel forever. That's because FanDuel is easy to talk about. It's just one of the best places, the best place to put your bets in when it comes to this NBA season right now. New customers over at FanDuel. Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. You're putting the $5 in on the money line. Team you think it's going to win. Yeah, like, They get the win. You get $150 in bonus bets. You use those bonus bets on the spreads. You use those bonus bets on the player props. They got the over-unders. They got award market stuff. Our boy Cam Thomas climbing the awards. Most improved Ooh. player. It's all there for you over on FanDuel. FanDuel, the best place to get in on your NBA action. Go to FanDuel.com slash on tip off this NBA season FanDuel official partner of the NBA. All right. So as we continue the discussion around the Ben Simmons injury update and what it means in the short and long term for the Brooklyn Nets, before we talk about the short term outlook for this team, which I think is maybe a little bit more optimistic than it would have been if you deposited all of this stuff injury wise that has happened to this roster, but to drill down on why say 40 games in any given year over under for Ben Simmons, you have yeah. the numbers and the percentages over these last few seasons to tell you it's more likely than not that he will not be on the court. Okay. So I did go back. It was 40 and a half. I put it, that was on November 14th. Dude, I'm so um, right. So he was eight days into the injury at that point. It was after the first, it was after the first injury update where we were like, hey, it's going to be a couple weeks and we'll get an injury update. Right. Um, that was 40 and a half. There was 400 votes on that. It was, I put it as a poll. It came at 72% on the under. So I think people could already sort of see where this was, might've been going, or sometimes it's just hard to think positively about injuries. But the other piece, like you just mentioned that has to factor in whenever you talk about Ben Simmons is you know, sometimes the best ability is availability, right? Yeah. And this guy yeah. just simply has not been available. And I'm going to put this out there because Kyrie's crushed for this for years. We, us too. Like people just killed Kyrie for this forever because it was like, 
he's just not available. And he's like, well, it's all these different things. Okay, great. In the end, he wasn't available. Not available. So I like, it just, it sort of doesn't matter. I mean, it's almost worse that it's a bunch of different things. Right. It's one thing, one very specific thing. You, you could call it unlucky or you could just call it, you know, the thing like I, I you know, it's just because it, he's just been unavailable. Now, granted, that doesn't seem maybe he's moving past that now with Dallas, whatever. But point being, we had a guy on the team here that people talk forever about just whether or not he was just even going to be available for games at this point with Simmons. He just hasn't been of even prior to this over the last two plus years. So this year, plus the oh, sorry, three plus years. Um, Going back three seasons, he's played 97 total games out of a total of 206 games. That's 47%. That number's only that percentage is only now going to get smaller as we go because he's going to miss weeks and weeks worth of games. Now, coming in here, he had basically played 50%. Now you're like, okay, well, he sat out a whole season. Okay, he sat out a whole season, and it was for different reasons. He asked for a trade and he didn't want to play for the team, and he was hurt when he came. The more things you put in as reasons why a guy can't play is the more reason that you have to go back and look and make a prediction that he will continue to not play. Yeah. Again, you cannot look back at it and say, well, he's on a new team. He's going to sit out. No, no, no. That's not how it works. The, wh- the way it works is he's shown the ability to sit out in situations that he does not want to play. Therefore, that factors into your priors about whether or not he will be, avail- be available to play. Oh, he's got an injury history that has to factor into it too. Like he, it all factors in. You cannot look at the isolated incidences and say, oh, well, I can explain that away as a reason why that won't happen again. Sorry, that's that's not how it works. You have to look at it as the reason why it actually probably will happen again. And we are in that, and unfortunately, we're in that situation now. Yes, his injury. No, no one is contending that he's not injured. He is 100% injured. I'm just right. saying that these things all factor into the Ben Simmons experience, which is if you, you're trying to count on him coming back, there are simply now too many games of not being there to ever feel like that's going to be the case. Yeah, will James Harden stay in Brooklyn? I don't know. Interesting. You know, let's see Great. here. Leaves, Perfect example. Philadelphia. Well, will he stay in Philadelphia? Well, it seems unlikely. Okay, boom. Now goes to, uh, out yes. to the Clippers. Is he going to end his career with the LA Clippers? Well, the, the money, the sample size would tell you, no, he's not okay. going to. And by the way, it works on the flip side too. It's like, hey, is LeBron going to play? Yeah, probably. Guy plays a lot. 100%. <laughs> like right. like, yeah. like the guy keeps playing. He plays a lot of games. Like, so it, it, you, it also just definitely works the other way on the positive side. With yeah. you know, with with Mikhail Bridges, is he going to play a lot? Yeah, probably. You know why? This guy's played every single game of his entire career, dating back to like when he was in diapers or whatever. So it that factors on the it it's not it doesn't only work on the negative side. This works on the positive side as well. It's actually a good it's a good reminder too because oftentimes you discuss we discuss things like this anyone but we as well when it's a negatively connotated thing right injuries and not playing you can apply the same logic and we do to the positives is it you mentioned like a Mikhail Bridges right yeah it's likely why sample size tells you but when it comes to the negative stuff you want to justify or explain away one yeah, moment instance yeah. or or you know supporting fact when it's hey this is just what I see and that's when the old just give me the stat sheet just give me the box score and I can go off of that forty seven percent of games. In the last four years, that's what he has played. That's That's the numbers. Don't need the details. That's the numbers. Um, Now, in the short term, before we talk big picture here, because I like to get bold and bullish about some of this stuff um, and what the Nets maybe should think about doing in the short term. Do you feel differently? Because I do about the fact that we may not see Ben Simmons for the remainder of this season. And if you told me that coming into the year, hey, you're going to get, you know, eight or nine games and then that's going to be it. I tell boy. He's the catalyst for the offense. He, he, he means so much to so many different facets. I'm not telling you that it's not better if he was healthy and playing with this team, but I will say they've performed better. They've navigated injuries. We've talked about them being a deeper roster. 
And yes, the Cam Thomas factor in all of this really does matter. It's going to look different, but I'm not as downtrodden about what I thought this would mean if Ben Simmons didn't play relative to what I think it means going forward now. Yeah, so I think that the way to think about this for me, and I think you and I are going to be on the same page here, is that it stings less. Okay, it stings less because the team has shown combinations that can definitely just play with that most teams on any given night, right? Yep. So I think yep. that like from that standpoint, it's this isn't like losing Durant or whatever. Where it's like, oh, I mean, remember like when Durant got hurt there that one stretch a couple of years ago, I was like, hey, talk to me in two weeks and let's see where we are. And they just lost like 14 games or whatever. It was like, <laughs> yeah. it was like, right. Cause it was actually impossible to see. It was impossible to look at the team and see. It's like, I actually don't even know how they're going to win. And guess what? They didn't. <laughs> so, like, and, and by the way, but, by the way, with case in point with Ben Simmons, a guy that can facilitate and can rebound, but doesn't do anything else, you know, in a major significant way. Oh, okay. Some of the parts, Kevin Durant. Sorry, there isn't a sum. We talked about this back then. It was like, oh, piece together some Kevin Durant 35 minutes. It doesn't exist because almost no one, not no one can do what he does from an offensive standpoint, defensive value, but also by the percentages. The guy, the guy just makes more baskets than the average bear. It wasn't possible. And I'm not comparing Sim. We're not comparing Sim as the Durant, no, obviously. No. But the point being, so but I will say, so it takes the sting off it because the team has been good. The part that stinks is I do think that the, for the team to like really hit like cool, cool upside, like mm. you know, spoiler in the playoffs, like let's you know, let's really you know, like let's. That's really get into maybe we get like an upset it's like you know we can throw a lot of different looks at some of these teams really yeah. play spoiler go take a series deep like that part i think probably gets taken off the table not totally but it, it a, reduces a fully healthy a fully healthy simmons gives you so many options even in like a lesser version of himself gives you so many different options to, to sort of play with that they just kind of don't have anymore. So I think from that standpoint, yeah, I think that like the floor is still high enough. I think the ceiling is drastically lowered because I just don't think they'll have like a, this next gear. He does all these different things that they kind of individual guys on the team can do it, but no one does it all. Yeah. And he was, and I really, and, I, and I'll, and I'll always, and maybe we'll get to see it, but I'll always just want to see so badly. Like, uh, Simmons plus McHale plus Cam lineup, like for a lot of minutes because yeah. like, and then, you know, fill it in Cam Johnson and then like another shooter or something like DFS or something like that. Like that lineup would have been cool. Like a healthy ish Simmons with four shooters and like, and can rebound just enough and, and have two dynamic scorers on the team. Like that, that teams, you don't want to play that team in the playoffs for a couple of games. Like they can mess, they can kind of make your life hard. And I, I think that's the part that's going to be the biggest bummer. Yeah, I agree with you. Coming up here in one second, will Ben Simmons play again this season? If he comes back late in the year, should the Nets play him? And also, do we change the narrative here about attaching some assets and trying to get Ooh. off of this albatross? Let's have Doug answer those bold questions in just one moment. All right, tell you about our friends over at Game Time. When you are buying tickets, whether it's for a game, whether it's for a concert, maybe it's for a play in your area, you want the ticket buying experience to be fun because you're about to go do something that you really want to do, like see the team that you want to see, go see the play that you want to see. You don't want the ticket buying experience to be frustrating. 
you have to head over to game time. They've got you all covered. They got last minute tickets. They got flash deals. They got zone deals. You can see exactly what you're going to see from the seat. You're going to sit down on Got a lowest price guarantee. Love to hear that events cancellation protection. Forget about it. Game time has it all. If you go to game time right now, plenty of time on this one. Wizards at Nets tickets starting at $8. Come on. That's like, I mean, forget about it. $8 to head into Barclays to see the Wizards take on the Nets. This is just part of what you're getting. Maybe you step it up a little bit in Knicks at Nets. That's starting at 90. So you're going, going up a little bit more, but hey, it's the Knicks. It's not the Nets. Anyway, game times, figure this out. You know, you're going to get the lowest prices guaranteed over on game time. All you got to do right now, you're going to download the Game Time app. You're going you're gonna to create that account. You're going to use the promo code Locked On MBA. It's going to give you $20 off your first purchase. Look, $20 off your first purchase. I just told you the prices of some of these things over on Game Time. You do the math yourself over on that one. Once again, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Lockdown NBA, $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, so as we tie a bow on the episode, updating, unfortunately, the less than encouraging news around Ben Simmons. Let's start here, Doug, before I go bold in why I think the Nets maybe should revisit the discussion on in the offseason, maybe ahead of this deadline, attaching assets to move off of this contract. Do you believe that Ben Simmons will play again this year? Uh, play again this year. Yes, I do believe he'll play again. Now, what version do we see of him? I just want to say yes. Cause I want to believe that. So <laughs> I, I'm going to say, yes, he will play and he will play enough games. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say that, but is nobody, any- uh, he's going to play again. Yes. He will play again this year. Is there any threshold for you in terms of like getting down to the end of the season? There's 20 games left. There's 15 games. There's 10 games left. Is there a cutoff point? If he's working back to coming back to play, and the Nets have, let's just assume that they've been playing pretty well. They're, you know, above that playing kind of area. Maybe they're an eighth kind of see where you go. Thanks so much, but we're gonna we're gonna manufacture whatever the reason needs to be here to not bring you back out onto the court because there's a lot of adjustments if you reintroduce them after what could be a, a pretty successful season by net standards. I think if we got that far, we would have had something definitive by then. I don't think we're going to be already done or still or he's just back. back. Like, I I think that like, because at that point it's like, if he's already, if it's taken that long, then it's so serious that he like needs another surgery or something like Mm, that. Right. right, I I think, I think that my guess is it's like, or it's just, it's back and he's tried it and he's working through it or, or it's just gotten better or something like that. Like I, I think if it was that far, we have something more definitive. Um, so I think I'm not so worried about that. Now, the other part, like you were about to bring up, I think the long-term implications, you know, this year and next year are problematic for the nets. They're at a, they're at a very tough spot with this now. Yeah. I mean, let, let's just assume that whether injury or otherwise, he's not going anywhere this year, right? It's way too murky to say, ah, before the deadline, the nets really get into these conversations. But then we get to the offseason and next year they projected it's going to be something around 142 ish in terms million in terms of the cap that's going to go up a little bit for the NBA. Now, if you go over by a few different metrics, there's places to track this stuff. The Nets, if you back out the Spencer Dinwiddie contract, the Royce O'Neal contract, and then some little things like Dennis Smith Jr., Lonnie Walker, maybe those guys will be back and we're going to talk about them specifically. You're at 116 and a half million. Now, that doesn't include Nicholas Claxton. So if you want to say we're going to we're going to want to bring him back, even if it's ultimately to trade him or otherwise, 20, 25 million, we say 25 million, you're right back up to the 140 mark. So you're, you're kissing the number right now for your salary cap. And this is where it becomes a big factor. And the Ben Simmons contract. And I can't right now definitively say I would I would give three first round picks because I wouldn't. I can definitively say I wouldn't do that. Two first round picks. 
gosh, that's still a lot. A first, a couple seconds, maybe a player of a particular quality. I start to explore that conversation because if you want to bring back Lonnie Walker, if Dennis Smith Jr. has a successful season here, or if you ultimately, I mean, listen, it could be Spencer Dinwiddie. Fans might feel differently about that. Or maybe you just want to go to market and bring in a reasonable mid-tier player to add to what you currently have. You need that $40 million to not be on the books. And you can tell me that it's not worth it to sacrifice that draft capital. And I can understand it because this isn't a championship caliber team. So what are you sacrificing that for? However, it's going to be a pretty brutal beat if next year you have $40 million sitting on the bench or $40 million of a question mark in Ben Simmons that maybe he's going to be healthy, maybe not, comes and goes. At some point, there is a value that you should look at and say, yeah, it's worth attaching something, and I do have a caveat to it, but but where do you stand on that perception, especially when you talk about a couple of maybe key players that you want to bring back on this team? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like, you know, if you're talking about not being able to resign players to go into the, cause you don't want to go into tax. I mean, they can always just go into tax and pay extra. So, I mean, that's like, that's that it's, they're not pro it's not prohibitive to do that. I can understand why they wouldn't want to like (laughs) going into the tax to resign guys because you have this $40 million hook. Like most guys don't get rich by making decisions like that. Right. Right. So it's like, it's, it's, I, I would get why it's not, I wouldn't think it would be like cheaping out to not do it. Right. Um, but, you know, it gets a little hairy starting to think about attaching assets to get rid of it because you sort of have to, like, hoard these assets with, like, your life depends on it because they, you know, are out so many picks from the Harden deal, right? So, like, they're already out the stuff. Giving it up is is a, just to get off a, a bad contract is a really tough beat. My guess is my, my gut would always say don't do it and just live with it. I'll tell you right now what it will never happen. I know people always want to just wish cast this into exist. He's not getting traded, like, just straight up for someone else. The oh, contract no, because the co- I'm I, just, I I'm like just I'm getting being I'm on the fringe of you know tin foil hat here by saying they should attach assets to move this contract. You're not the contract does not have quote value because it's expiring. It does not like that's people up here. I've heard that said so many times. It's so wrong. Like it's just it does not have value. We're contract expiring have negative forty million. Because <laughs> well, no one's just going to take it on because like it expires. What they're going to want to send back is like Zach Levine. It's like. Oh, because Zach Levine gets paid $50 million four years from now. So you go take that, which is arguably worse. Like these are the things that get attached to expiring contracts. You don't just get value. And it's not like you don't get a superstar for an expiring contract. Like they're going to want, maybe it helps make the money work, but you have to attach more because you're getting nothing back in him. Right. So it's like not like a young player plus picks. This is, this is a negative asset, which means you have to attach more. So anyone that we said this so many times, but I just, it's worth re saying here. There's no value in an expiring pick when the pick can't when the sorry, the contract when the contract can't play at all, right? right? Like it's can't. The other thing that is not happening is there's no buyout coming. Like no, he's not getting buy a buyout is something that's agreed upon by a player to get out of a contract because they they see maybe something better on the horizon that they can go do and they've made a ton of money and they're gonna like it usually happens with guys at the tail end of their career that want to go championship chasing, right? Blake Griffin, Kevin Love. That's not the situation here. No team is going to go put Ben Simmons on their team to go chase a championship. And he's not going to agree to a buyout to take For less money. Minimum. Just be, of course, he's not going to do, why would he do it? His agent, his agent should get fired if they said yes. Like it'd be, <laughs> right. like it'd be, it'd be such a bad business move. So he's never agreeing to a buyout. And I do not think they're trading him short of what you just mentioned. So I, they're really, this is a, this is a really crappy situation. And here's the other part of it, just to tie a bow on this as well for me. The reason why I also think you can explore this option is because, and this is. Wait, which option is that? Attaching stuff? 
Atta- yeah, attach- yeah okay. attaching sorry. some level yeah. of assets. And there is, a, like I said, I, I don't know what the number is, but there's a threshold where you go, sorry, that's too much to move this thing. But the other reason to consider that you can consider doing, and I think they maybe they should, is because, and this is unfortunate, if you don't believe your championship team and you go into next year, you may as well move off of Ben Simmons' money and sacrifice some assets and then stay underneath the salary cap threshold and still be able to bring in another player, bring back a Nicholas Claxton, bring back a Lonnie Walker, and still sign somebody else. There'll be some mid-level guy, and Sean Marks has shown the ability to go get guys at reasonable prices. Because you are not a championship-level team, the door will always be open to trade Mikhail Bridges and to trade Cameron Johnson. And when you go to trade those guys, they have they have high value. We haven't even mentioned the Dorian Finney-Smith of all this. He could be a player you move in the offseason for an asset as well. In the old, hey, when we're balancing the scales here, boy, attaching a first-round pick or more to get rid of Ben Simmons really hurts and doesn't look good. There's also this further timeline where other players get moved, more capital gets brought back in. And by the way, I'm not even a proponent of doing that. I would still consider the attached assets to move Ben Simmons because I want to make the most out of the Mikhail Bridges and Cameron Johnson era and the Cam Thomas era. But I want to be able to add players that have value to this team. I also want to clear cap room so I can talk extensions with Cam Thomas when that time comes. Like there is a lot here for Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets to prepare for. And while you may say, just wait the one more year and the money will be off the books. That's all well and good. Talk to me midway through next season when you feel like this team would like to add a couple of things. And then I'll hear the fan base say what they said so much. Oh, Joe Sai, he's just so cheap. He's unwilling to not only go into the luxury tax threshold, but he won't spend the extra $25 million plus make it a $40 million contract with the repeater tax and everything else. It's not going to happen. So don't, don't give me crocodile tears when you want to get something else on this team and you can't because you said, oh, be patient. See us in a year and it'll all be that much better. A year's a long time. Why? How do I know that? Because we're in it right now with Ben Simmons currently. This year is going to be a long time. Yeah, it is going to be a hard. Th- if we got to the point where they were like, well, we don't want to go into the, or, you know, you, it was understood, but they would never say this, but like if it was understood that they didn't want to go into the tax more to sign a guy like Cam or Nick Claxton or something like that. And it just became a money thing. Cause like, cause the Simmons thing was sitting on the books. That's going to be a brutal beat. Like that is going to be really tough to hear. And maybe you should just, you made your bed and you should lie in it. Right. And like, you gotta, and maybe you gotta, you gotta have it be really painful for one year because you just made this terrible trade, right? The trade has worked out as bad as it possibly could have for the hardened thing. Right. Like, it's hard to imagine it going worse really with the, with the way Simmons has gone here. So maybe you just like your Sean Marks, you're like, go to the owner and say, we have to do it. And like, or I mean, honestly, most, most GMs would have lost their job over this a long time ago, but the, um, just, but, you know, <laughs> you know, but just cause it's so high profile and such a, such a mess. But, um, yeah. but in general, yeah, that would be a really tough pill to swallow. I do think throwing good money after bad, just to get it off the books, to like stay under the cap. Like that, that really would be tough to hear. Sure. Or, or to interpret. Because, though, again, no one's ever going to come out and say this. Like, But they would just do it, and you would understand it to be the case, right? <laughs> like, um, after the fact. Uh, this is why this is this situation is really just uh, – it's there's just no good answer. Uh, like, there really isn't. It's – there. I can't – I've thought – we've thought about this a ton, right? Like, over the last – we've been given a lot of time to think about it, but I have yet to come up with, like, an easy out here. There's just no – they there – one does not exist. And if you think it exists, it's you've done, you haven't looked at all the angles, uh, unfortunately. Like if you think it's just easy to do one of these things, I think that you're probably missing something because I really don't think that there's an easy, non-painful answer to this. And I think we'll probably, my guess is 
December 3rd, 2023. My strong suspicion is December 3rd, 2024. We're going to be having some sort of similar conversation about how this is still a mess. Yep. And it's the only reason why it's why do I, why do I suggest these scenarios? Why do I think it's worth discussing? Your point, there is no easy answer. That, so that means th- it's going to be at a hard one. It's going to be painful. So that means something that you don't expect or you wouldn't think is the ideal is going to end up being the case. So hopefully, hey, listen, Ben Simmons could be back at Christmas. We don't know. <laughs> this could all be fine. Well, do real quick. Did you say, when did you think, what What was your, we'll get out of here on this. What was your prediction for him coming back slash me? I think you asked me, but I really, I feel bad. I don't think I asked you. What was your prediction there? Original, original injury. I, I said, talk to me in the new year. So this oh, okay, on top yeah, yeah. of that, I'm going to back. I, I would back it out at least another month behind that because we're two weeks away from getting an update. And that means you're a minimum in already into the new year, just on hearing that he may be getting back into basketball activity. So I'd say February now is probably my earliest. Okay. Yeah. That seems reasonable. Um, yeah. Okay. 40 and 41 and a half games. I don't think we're going to make it buddy or 40 and a half games. I don't, I don't think we're all right. We're going to get out of here on that note. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen, wherever you listen to the podcast, subscribe wherever you listen to YouTube, which is only on YouTube. So just subscribe to locked on nets on YouTube, join subtext.com slash locked on nets for insider nets combo all week long. If you build it, they will come. That's Sean Marks. Oh, the all-time great poets. And by the way, it just came out. No one knows who actually said that in that Feel the Dreams movie. And the director has not ever let on who actually said those lines. And they've been multiple guesses. If he said I no one's so, ever I guessed. I assumed it was Shoeless Joe. No, like what actor actually said. And it was not Ray Liotta. It was oh. not really Ray Liotta's character. Um, so little little movie trivia there for you. And then the director, as far as I can understand, I don't think he's ever let on. And he says no one's ever guessed. So who the hell knows? I did not. I do not remember who I had read those lines. Must be a mystery, guys. He's like, we're going to make this a mystery because <laughs> couldn't tell you. And don't want to be paying them residuals now. <laughs> no one's ever said anything and don't need them, don't need them to get reminded. So uh, with Must that note, we'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. Brooklyn Nets basketball.